Hi, my name is Claire Clements, or I go by my sign name, which is a shaking C handshake uh, that is meant to imitate short, uh, wavy hair. That was Claire, a journalism first-year student at the University of Texas. You just heard her describing her sign name, a name with special meaning that identifies someone in sign language. Sign names are given so that it's easier to refer to somebody rather than just having to like spell out their name the whole time. The rule about sign names is that only deaf people can give it to you. And if you can't give it to yourself. So it like I'm deaf, but like I can't give myself a sign name. It's kind of like, you know, how your parents will give you your, your actual name. Welcome to Moody Talks, a podcast that seeks extraordinary stories in ordinary places. I'm your host, Austin Martinez. Today, we're talking to Claire about her unique journey to find a sense of belonging as a new college student. Claire comes from Capel, Texas. She loves reading, visiting coffee shops, and advocating for disability rights. I sat down with Claire over a Zoom call to ask about her experience being a student with a disability. So you may be asking, what is a disability? Well, Let's ask Claire. By definition, like when you look at the word disability, it's like not having the ability to do something. There are sometimes more obvious disabilities like lack of hearing, you know, I can't hear. (laughs) That's the lack of ability or blindness, you know, that's the lack of seeing. But I think for those who where that there might be a little bit harder to understand, uh, like autism. Autism is something that can be difficult to see, especially in women. In general, if you feel that you're lacking something, that something's not quite clicking, something doesn't feel right, you know, just maybe go to a doctor and look into it. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the public health definition of disability is any condition of the body or mind that makes it more difficult for a person to do certain activities and interact with the world around them. Approximately 61 million, or nearly one in four people in the United States, live with a disability. Claire shared with me about how her hearing disability has impacted her sense of belonging in social spaces like the classroom. I think it's something I definitely had to grow through. You know, I say now, like, oh, I would never change my disability, but I wasn't always of that mindset. I used to like daydream about having like there being some miracle cure and like I would be hearing again. Growing up with a hearing family that didn't know American Sign Language, Claire says her deafness sometimes caused challenges in understanding them. It would make getting along with my family sometimes really hard. Not getting along per se, but just understanding my family. My family is a very like big, loud family and they love to talk. But like for me, sitting with a group of people can be very hard to focus because I have to lip read so much and like try to hear them. Like I wanted to be connected to my family and I love them, but like because they don't know ASL and, you know, they're just going so fast, it was like really hard for me to connect with them. Concentrating on lip reading, signing, or listening to people for long periods of time can cause deaf fatigue, Claire says. Because deaf people have to put more effort into hearing people, (laughs) Um, whether that's through like reading lips or just like their hearing aids or cochlear implants, we have to go through like a lot more than, you know, what the average hearing person does. And so at the end of the day, a lot of deaf people are just like so tired and exhausted. For Claire, one of the most difficult parts of going to school growing up 
was trying to get her peers to understand her deafness. But I do remember the first day of first grade, I was going to a new school and that was the first time I'd ever worn hearing aids. And I was crying to my mom because I was so scared the kids would make fun of me because of them. I had now have like very small, discreet hearing aids. At the time though, I had these huge ones, like everybody could see. And so I was just so worried that people would be mean to me. And I was really fortunate that I really never had that experience of like people being like, oh, you're deaf, I'm going to make fun of you. I think what happened more was that people just didn't understand what they needed to do. Like, for example, people will cover their mouth or turn away. And it's like, no, 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 I need, I need to lip read. Inclusion and social acceptance help make a student's college experience more enjoyable. Yet, equally important is promoting academic success by ensuring class content is available and accessible to everyone. Claire's hearing disability is supported through accommodations. And now, in her first year of college, Claire is learning how to best transition from the accommodation process she knew in high school to the one she's now experiencing at UT. According to the Services for Students with Disabilities, or SSD, this transition between high school and college can be overwhelming for many incoming students. In high school, for the most part, you're a minor, so your, your parents handle most of really anything medical related. It was very scary, like, going to college and being like, oh, like, I handle that now. Claire says applying for accommodations can be intimidating for students because of the responsibility and knowledge of documents required to make an effective process. I actually had to sit down with my audiologist and be like, okay, so what should I ask for? Because I don't know what, like, accommodations I actually need. And so that's kind of what I think is the hardest, is that because once you're in college, you're doing everything on your own, and some of that stuff you've never really even handled before. Claire says the transition from in-person instruction to online classes due to the COVID-19 pandemic has changed the accommodations available to her. So most of the accommodations I have like now, I won't have in person. Like I have captioning for my Zoom classes. Well, obviously I'm not gonna have, you know, captioning in a class, you know. Accommodations, especially for deaf people right now, is very different than in person. Although some accommodations at UT have changed to fit the new world of virtual learning, Claire says the university offers more options for accommodations than her high school did. Like note-taking, for example. Like I can request a note-taker. That was something you, we couldn't have in high school. I think there's the more variety of accommodations versus I feel in high school, like the big one was like preferential seating and that was it. Claire says accommodations for mask wearing in classrooms are especially important for students with disabilities who lip read as a way to communicate with others. A lot of deaf people, not all, but a lot lip read with masks is kind of difficult. And like, I personally, like I hate masks, but I mean, I encourage people to wear them. Of course, masks are very important. And like, I think if a deaf person who relies on lip reading tells you to wear a mask, like you should wear a mask. In these uncertain times, Claire is concerned about students with disabilities who have weakened immune systems or need accessible spaces. But I think now a lot of people also realize there are some disabilities that just naturally weaken the immune system. And so those people who are getting COVID, young, healthy college students, but they have a disability, 
they're being affected so much worse if they get COVID. You know, with things closing down, a lot of the places that are still open aren't exactly the most, like, for example, wheelchair accessible places. COVID just makes everything harder for people with disabilities, but... Although asking for help can sometimes be intimidating, Claire encourages students to check their eligibility for accommodations and receive support. She recommends setting up an appointment on Zoom with the Services for Students with Disabilities office. I kind of have to teach myself like, hey, like it's their job to provide you with accommodations and it's the law requires it. A lot of disabled people struggle with this because it feels like we almost have to apologize for a disability when it's obviously not our fault. You know, I didn't ask to be born deaf. You know, I was just born deaf. We have to kind of just work together to figure it out. It's a very simple process and they're very accommodating. <laughs> it's their job, but they'll help you out. While learning about possible challenges students with disabilities can face, I asked Claire if it's ever difficult to ask instructors for accommodations and support. UT has some great like services for students with disabilities and I would just recommend looking into that and you know even if you don't feel what you have as a disability you can still obviously get help for that. Claire says resources like the services for students with disabilities office make UT more inclusive to students and make the process in navigating college a little easier. However she hopes to find more spaces where she can connect with other students who can relate to her experience. If UT can say like, hey, you know, here's an organization for people with, you know, deafness, you should go. And like, there are kind of support groups, but it's like, we don't always need support. Like sure, that is helpful, but like, it would be nice to kind of just have like an organization where like deaf people just get together and like hang out, you know, and get food or whatever. Uh, maybe I'll start that. In the spring of 2020, the Services for Students with Disabilities Office documented around 3,000 students using accommodations at UT. Claire says providing spaces on campus for students with disabilities to connect gives them the opportunity to reflect on their experiences and explore their identities together. There were a lot of experiences I had as a child I didn't realize was as a result of deafness. You kind of get through that by like talking to people and you're like, oh, you experience it too. Oh, it's because we're deaf. It just helps you understand kind of who you are better and it allows you to grow and even just using sign language. I don't get many opportunities to do that. So when I do, it's great to just be able to use like a language that feels more natural to me than speech. In addition to having inclusive spaces on campus, Claire also wants college communities to make conversations about students with disabilities more common. We're a very left out community and things are better than they were in the past, you know, but in general, that inclusive, inclusivity, can I say that right? <laughs> that it can be more than just um, what, like gender or sexuality or religion or whatever that is, that it can be everybody, um, including people with disabilities. It's kind of like, oh, you know, we have to be hush hush. She has a disability. Like, you know, let's like, let's make sure that we don't offend her. And like, that's great. But like, just treat it like it is like, keep it normal. Like, don't try and change like the way you are just because of this. I asked Claire what she wishes people talked about when having conversations about people with disabilities. The big thing is that understanding that it doesn't, just because we have a disability doesn't make, mean our life is poor and terrible and horrible, you know? Like, yes, like, we may suffer with this one thing, but that doesn't mean our entire life is suffering. And so I think just understanding that because when you 
when you treat us like we are like suffering and like something to be pity, that's going to severely affect our mental health. Um, so, and then I think also just encouraging students with disabilities to encourage, to explore that identity because you can find an amazing, amazing culture and, you know, whatever comes along with that disability can be something that's truly beneficial and, you know, great. <laughs> As an advocate for disability rights, Claire says she would like to see people become more active in fighting for better representation of people with disabilities. It's important because not a lot of people talk about it. Um, so, for example, talking about diversity in media. Uh, for example, like recently there's been a big push to include more uh, people of color in films and TV. And that is incredibly important. But a lot of people just don't understand that diversity applies to more than just like the color of your skin or your gender. It also applies to people with disabilities. There's kind of an issue of like, um, you know, white people playing Asian people. That's very problematic. But people don't complain when there's an abled person playing a disabled person on character and on TV. And that happens a lot. Claire tells me it's important for conversations about disability rights to keep in mind the various identities people with disabilities can have. According to the National Disability Institute, Black people with disabilities are most at risk of not receiving the medical care they need due to economic barriers. And according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, women with a disability report more experiences of sexual violence than women without a disability. Claire says recognizing the intersection of identities among people with disabilities is essential in conversations about defending oneself from violence and harassment. If somebody who's able, completely able body, you know, is facing somebody who is harassing them, you know, obviously they, they probably have more of a chance of like fighting them off and getting away than somebody who has a disability. And so I definitely think like, we, we don't think about how are, how can we enable disabled women who may not be able to hold pepper spray, like things like that, like how do we enable them to protect themselves? Making every space accommodating to all disabilities and identities can be challenging, Claire says. Yet she tells me we should still work to achieve this goal of absolute inclusion for everyone, everywhere. As somebody you know, who's deaf, I have to constantly be aware of my surroundings and be like looking around because I can't, if somebody comes up behind me, I can't hear them. So it's kind of just considering a lot of the things that we say like, oh, this is how we're going to protect ourselves. Well, those are made for abled people, not necessarily for people who might have just different disabilities. Important to Claire's advocacy for disability rights is the fight for more stories about people with disabilities to be seen on our television screens. Just as young POC like need representation, so do young people with disabilities. I, growing up, almost never saw a person with a hearing aid or anything. And I'm so glad that that's happening a little more now, such as movies like Quiet Place. I'm so glad for young kids with disabilities can see themselves on screen because it's so important. And so I think people just need to understand like, a lot of the things that we fight for for women, or a lot of things that we fight for for POC, it also needs to be fought for disabilities. Claire first found her passion for listening to and sharing other people's stories when she fell in love with reading as a little girl. Ever since I was little, I've always loved reading. Uh, I was kind of known as the book nerd in the family. And it's funny, especially with my hearing disability, when I was little, like I would just read and like people would try to get my attention and I just like, could not, like, I wouldn't hear them, and I was just so wrapped up in those books, like, that's how much I loved reading, and so I knew, like, I wanted to do something along the lines of, like, books, and so I was, like, well, I should do something with writing, and growing up, I started to realize, like, being an author isn't the most, um, 
you know, sustainable job because if you don't succeed, then you don't have any money. So I was like, well, why don't I try something that's a little bit more sustainable, which is journalism. By joining her high school newspaper, Claire discovered that her true love is journalism. She would eventually become the paper's opinion editor. I was kind of just joining it so that I could just get some experience and like know what journalism was like before I got to college. It wasn't something that I was just like, oh, I so want to be here. But I fell in love with it. I mean, it was just the coolest thing ever. And um, I especially fell in love with the opinion section. Claire says that she appreciates the special responsibility she has in providing representation for other people through her journalism. There are people who don't always have the words to explain what they're going through. Well, I have a lot of friends who are like STEM majors. And so whenever I tell them, you know, I'm a journalism major, they're like, that's so cool. Like, I wish I could write. And, you know, not everybody has this ability to tell people's stories and they have stories that need to be heard, especially right now going on with Black Lives Matter. Not all of them have access to ways to get out their stories and tell people, hey, like this is what's happening in our community. And that's the job of journalism. And that's obviously we're supposed to be completely unbiased in reporting, but like just telling those stories without complete bias, like it really helps these people in ways that we don't even know sometimes. Even though Claire dedicates much of her time to representing others through her writing, she says she doesn't feel well represented in other people's writing. I don't honestly think I've seen much journalism regarding disabilities. There's something in uh, the disability community, it's called like inspiration porn. And it's basically just like the use of disabled people as like, oh, they inspired us able people to like work hard. And that's like very dehumanizing. And I think when I do see like representation of disabilities in media, it's that type of thing. Like this person fought through their hard, tough disability and did amazing things. And like, that is great for sure. But it's like, we're more than just something for you to use. Like we have minds, we have thoughts, you know. Claire says roles like being the opinion editor of her high school newspaper give her a voice and the opportunity to bring awareness to disability rights. I'm a very opinionated person, but opinion writing, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, it can be really beautiful. If more people find the beauty in disabilities, Claire says we can change the negative stereotypes sometimes associated with people with disabilities. The biggest thing I see with a lot of my friends that we talk about is that disability is seen as something that's bad. And yes, it can be hard to not, like, for example, just speaking to deafness alone, uh, it can be obviously very hard to not hear people. If you're teaching a kid that if they have a disability, whatever it is, if you're teaching that kid that it's bad, they're not going to have a good outlook on their life. And like, I'll speak to that personally, like I struggled with my mental health a lot. And a lot of that comes from treating disability as something that I'm suffering with you know, instead of just something that I have that makes me more unique and gives me access to a lot of different experiences. So I think in general, able people need to realize like, yes, like having a disability may not always be the ideal situation, but it doesn't mean that I'm suffering or that my life is any worse than yours. But most important to Claire is she's found beauty within herself. Sometimes there are days where I wish my, I didn't have my disability because I'd like to be able to better understand people especially right now with masks because I need to live free, you know, it's really hard right now. But that being said, I would actually never change it. Like you couldn't give me a million dollars to change it. And that's just because like it's given me access to like this beautiful, wonderful culture and language that I've just completely fallen in love with.